Welcome to the Art of the Dive. It's been a minute. Game Week 28 just finished up, and Game Week 29, the blank Game Week, the Jake Game Week, is on the horizon. Jake, how are you, buddy? Um, are you trying to say, like, I'm blank? I don't like, know. It's just, like, you know, a type of Game Week that's that's bad, you know, because, like, yeah. nothing good happens and blank. I don't Got know what little, I'm getting at. A little tabula rasa action. Hey, well done. <laughs> Well, yeah. a blank slate, if you will. Yep. If only Jake my team I, could have a blank state slate. We we, we <clears throat> learned we learned that word this weekend or that phrase. Yeah. Tabula rasa. Yeah, um, that was at a brewery, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of learning yeah. goes on at Jacksonville. You'd be surprised. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would guess that like Jax is like one of the lowest educated cities in the history of the world. Oh, other than excuse no. me, other than all of the UK. <laughs> and we just lost all our listeners. <laughs> Got them. Um, so game week 28 just finished up. It was, uh, I don't know, a benign game week for the most part. It just nothing really interesting. Nothing that interesting really happened other than the stones Cancelo connection. Outside of that, uh, most captains completely busted. Um, obviously, Lester with their big performance, um, but I don't know that a ton of managers have uh, have those players. And so it kind of ended up, I don't know, I, I didn't even really look at your score, but it kind of was like a wash for a lot of people, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, my week was slightly above average, but overall, not the not the greatest. And, that, and no uh, double Man City defense for me. Yeah, I, it just everyone kind of just got out like with the score that they started with. So, um, I mean, I'd be surprised if I saw a lot of huge jumps. I'm sure some people made some gains, but a lot of huge jumps would be unusual. So it was kind of a boring game week. I don't know that there's a ton to talk about. Like, was there anything other than other than your Arsenal boys? I guess are you pretty happy about that? I am happy about that. They're uh, they're at least putting off one more week to disappoint me. I know it's going to happen <laughs> soon. So yeah. I was I talk about disappointment. That Harry Kane ball off the post was uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, the most disappointing hurt. moment of my game week. Yeah, I didn't watch the game today too, but Salah had a goal taken away for offsides, probably rightly so. But um, yeah, yeah, Kane had a yeah. goal taken yeah. away for offsides as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was pretty. Yeah, I mean, he was really he was offsides, but offsides. yeah, uh, it was it was the most listless performance. Um, of any football team that I've ever seen, the Spurs' performance against Arsenal. The most? I mean, it's up there. It was one of the saddest displays, with the exception of Lamella elbowing whoever that was in the face. Um, th- there was nothing in the game that Spurs did that was even exciting. Even Lamella's goal was dumb. Stupid goal. It's just yeah. dumb. It just was a sad performance. I mean, I thought Mourinho after the game said that he took out Bale um, because of his energy levels. And it was like really clear Bale and Kane really didn't look like they were even slightly interested in playing a match. They just kind of like hobbled around the field the entire time. It it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. But I will give it to Arsenal. Uh, The way they set up, Jake, it was impressive. The, The way they pressed as a unit. I think they were playing that four two three one, and and we were watching the game together. And I was just saying those those outside kind of attacking central midfield players, uh, the way they closed down outside backs uh, or opposing central midfielders, it was just really clever. Uh, the, the way they were checking their shoulder and then deciding the directions that they wanted to press the opponent. Um, it was really that was fun to watch. Uh, but Spurs not being able to like make any adjustments to figure that out was pretty embarrassing. And I guess kind of just a, a reflection of what Spurs really are. Um, so anyways, that's my rant on that match. Um, there went we get the rest into some... of our listeners. <clears throat> What's that? There went the rest of our listeners. All yeah, our right. Fans. right. No, I'm yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really give a shit. But um, <laughs> should we get into uh, should we get into some FPL stuff? FPL specific? Yeah, let's let's go for it. Okay, let's let's do it, Jake. Um, so obviously, the big thing that's coming up here is the blank game week uh, in in twenty nine here, and some people have really been planning for it. Some people haven't. Um, you are clearly someone who has not. Uh, we only have four total matches. So Fulham play Leeds, Brighton play Newcastle, West Ham play Arsenal, and Villa play Spurs. 
So uh, not not a ton of like big names or heavy hitters going going up. Although a couple interesting matchups, in my opinion, actually all of them are kind of just interesting matchups uh, in regards to like the table. So like Fulham have been really good lately or pretty good lately and Leeds have not been so good lately. So that's kind of an interesting one to watch. Uh, Brighton and Newcastle, obviously there are some serious uh, relegation uh, uh, implications in that match. West Ham and Arsenal, right? West Ham has kind of taken Arsenal's place in the table, uh, so that'll be an interesting matchup. And then, of course, Villa and Spurs, same kind of situation as West Ham, West Ham and Arsenal. Um, so, so really, four good, in my opinion, good matches. But maybe from an FPL perspective, a little hard to judge exactly what's going on. Are there any matches, Jake, that you feel like um, like carry a lot of FPL implications in them? Honestly, <clears throat> I think the hard part is Newcastle, Brighton, Leeds, Fulham are going to carry the most implications because I just, I just have a feeling that the West Ham, Arsenal, Villa, Spurs games are going to be, you know, very low scoring affairs for both teams. Yeah, I guess um, maybe from a scoring perspective, I was actually kind of thinking the opposite because I think people probably have less players from those other teams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the hard thing. But if, if I guess for sure, if you're free hitting, you're going to have a lot more of the other players. Right. right. Um, there are a number of questions on free hits and, you know, this whole like, <laughs> excuse me, this whole like take a hit thing, right? Which we talk about every single year. Uh, is it, you know, is it worth taking a hit? Is it actually a minus two or a minus four or a minus eight if you take a hit in a blank? You know, whatever. So um, we have a lot of questions. Let me just throw a few out there and then we'll get into them. So Neil writes in, for folks with no free hit or wild card, should we just say fuck it and not worry so much about 29 um, and more about planning for and saving transfers for all the fixture swings starting in 3132? Um, he says, uh, I'm so confused. P.S. Hi, Neil. So, uh, Neil, just letting you know on Twitter, um, we know it's you when you comment. You don't actually have to sign your name. Um, <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> but uh, I love it. No, Neil, I love Neil. Um, all right. So, this is kind of that minus four is a minus two argument thing. What are, like, your initial thoughts on that, Jake? People will say that all the time, right? Oh, it's a blank. I had nobody playing. So, if I take a minus four... Really, otherwise, I would have had zero, so it's really just a minus two. Is that is that sound logic? I, I never really know. Uh, yeah, I mean, until your player gets a yellow card and, you know, plays 50 minutes and then it becomes a minus four. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, I think that's okay logic, but it's a little risky with certain defenses. Now, probably... My cat's literally freaking out. Um, not sure what's going on here. Don't do uh, it. Don't take the. <laughs> Don't take the. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. No, I mean, I think that it's a little bit more reasonable in weeks like this, but you don't also don't want to chew up your team unless in a case like this that you're planning to wild card. Then maybe it's a little bit more. You're a little bit more willing, but I mean, you still are having to bank on a return for you to come out ahead, which, you know, this year, maybe it's worth it, but these weeks are always a little bit challenging. Um, I think if you're doing it within like certain reason, like maybe one or two hits for like better players, I could see it. Um, but it's just so hard to know, like the Brighton Newcastle game, like, you know, Newcastle have been pretty bad and then they score a 94th minute, goal against Phillip. A beautiful you know? goal. So a beautiful there goes, goal. There, you know, if you do that against, if, you, if you're if you like, oh, I'll bring in a Brighton defender, they'll clean for sure. You know, then Newcastle score. And it's done. And it's a minus two for you. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty big risk. Not a ton of reward, depending, but you do you. Um, I should tell that story really quickly. We, I was in Jack's this, this weekend and uh, I was sitting with Jake and um and there was one other buddy of ours uh, who was there and and we were socially distanced there was nobody at this brewery we were just actually it was just the three of us and our wives and the bartender in the entire place um and so we're sitting there and uh i have zero villa uh defenders or <coughs> martinez so things are, are of course that's why i've been terrible the last um entire season um and and jake has two and my other buddy has three and my other buddy had captained uh konza Right, Jake? Was that who it was? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah. we're sitting there and it's it's the end of the game. Like it's maybe the 92nd minute or 90th minute. And uh, I'm like, man, this sucks, right? Like uh, this is the worst game week ever. I'm having a fit as usual, right? And um, our wives aren't even sitting by us because they're just like, fuck this. You guys suck. All you do is talk about, about footy, as they say. Uh, and so uh, our buddy gets up. He's like, I'm going to use the bathroom quick. He goes to the bathroom and I go, Jake, w- what's the score of the game? Is it done? And Jake looks at his phone. He goes, yeah, it's done. It's done. One nothing. And uh, and then he pauses for a minute. And he goes, I don't know. My phone won't refresh. Just forget it. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> and uh, and so I kind of roll my eyes and sit there. And my buddy, uh, we see him. He comes out of the bathroom. And the Jake just goes, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 and like his phone had like refreshed. He's like one one. And I stood up in the bar and screamed. I was like, Yes! Yes! You know, like chugging beers and just having the time time of my life. So uh, I was quite happy with that. It was ma- probably the happiest moment of my FPL season was not me being happy, but like the demise and sadness in both of your faces um when that happened. Yeah, that would have been good. And also for our buddy, <laughs> Target had an assist taken away right at the end of the game too. Like that's yeah. when they decided to. So uh, also, oh, just he, I think he went from like thirty-four points to eleven or something like that. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Just a kick, kick in the nuts. In the yeah, other one, pretty bad. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, okay. Anyways, back to blank game week 29. Uh, FBL Virgin writes in, is it worth taking a hit to bring in active players for 29? We just kind of talked about that, especially for those wild carding soon with just four shit games. Four points could be 20% of the game week average. You could bring in a Brighton defender for a minus four, but then you're relying on a clean sheet just to break even. Um, Butterboy writes in, so you think blank game week 29 could be actually a waste of it with free hit. Um, with the lack of quality available, I feel all the teams will be extremely similar. So using a free hit to make your team the same as those around is senseless. Maybe take a minus field to, or minus eight to field eight or more. Any thoughts on that? And then Garf, kind of similar sentiments with so many injured. I would welcome your thoughts on the curious ca- case of 29 and your strategy, ideas, and players to attack it with and without a free hit. We'll talk about which players kind of in the second half of the pod. But um, what about that idea, Jake, that as we kind of said that the matchups are interesting um but i don't know maybe the fact that they like could lead to some lower scoring games the players are super tired uh going into kind of the international break here uh, a number of injuries in many different teams you know, the likes of, of bamford possibly sun big names kind of out and so now you're going to other players it maybe becomes a bit more random um is it worth playing the free hit is it not? Should we be looking for a certain amount of players? I don't really know. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, I think if you have the free hit, you play the free hit. Um, yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, just to give you an idea, as someone who hasn't really been able to plan for it and is now dealing with injuries, um, if, like, say Bamford and Son get rested, I have three players. Uh, or, or, excuse me. Well, yeah, three, because I have two playing goalkeepers, so I guess I have four players total with my goalkeeper. Um, That's pretty rough. And so even if you're just getting guys that are getting two points, like you're you're probably going to move up a little bit. Um, But that being (laughs) said, I don't think we know all of the double game weeks for the rest of the year. Uh, There's a couple that still – yeah, we know a few of them. Ben Krillin has been mostly spot on with most of them, but yeah, like the the, uh, Villa – Everton game, I think, still needs to be scheduled, and a couple others will have to be rescheduled as well. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, you could you could forego it if you. I would say if you have um, seven or eight players, I don't know if I would yeah. free hit. How did you do so bad? Like how did I? <laughs> yeah, why are you in so? Like what happened? Well, I don't. I don't have any Fulham, Brighton, or Newcastle players or Arsenal. Like who's who's had those players? I don't think um, I, I have one Brighton player. Yeah, I mean, that's more than me. I, I, those four teams, I don't think I've had a player in my team since I had um, St. Maxim, like, one week into the season. You know what I mean? Oh, and I had Obama gang to start the season. But, like, you knew the blank was coming up. I mean, this is really I, bad. You have 
really bad. It's it's hard. It's hard this year. <laughs> like hard. there's it's so hard. many. Fl- That's why it's just like it's hard. flippy floppies, man. Just flippy floppies. I don't know. <laughs> I brought in Bale and uh, Kanza, and they're probably gonna That's like true. Bale's probably not gonna score, and Kanza's probably not gonna do anything. I I probably should have tried to keep Antonio. Um, the DC the DCL move was wrong. I, I, it's just been a tough year. I mean, like players just come out of the woodwork, like goondoggy, like now he's like starting to cool off again, but I mean, he scored like 12 goals in like a few games, like, and I didn't have him and I'm like, Oh man, I got to get him in. And then it's like bail comes out of nowhere. And it's like, Oh man, got to get this guy. in. like, I'm like, ah, you know, usually, usually you're like, don't chase points don't chase points and like this year it's just like oh bale scored you know three goals oh he scored again oh he scored again oh he scored again and you're like well fuck now i have to chase points like i just have to do it and then you know gets pulled off in the 55th minute that's like that's just been my year it's just not yeah i uh I, okay, so first, two comments on that. Number one, I really appreciate that when I asked how it went so bad, you were just like, it's hard. <laughs> that, that was your response. Like, it's hard. That's not, That's why. It's fucking hard. Um, uh, but second, I, I think a lot of managers actually are feeling that way this year, Jake, that, um, you know, if you go on Twitter, not that that's the best place to gauge, but like, the moaning and groaning just about the quote randomness or inconsistency of the season, the inability to judge the teams that are doing well. There is a lot of that going on. And I will say there's not a lot of podcasts that I listen to. And I really only listen to podcasts during the warm weather seasons here because uh, I listen to them when I ride uh, my bike on long rides. And so I turned on the other day, we had like one of our first warm days. So I got on the bike and I turned on the FML FPL guys and um and i i really i do like their podcasts um and and alan uh, had said something very similar jake just about like you know in, in years past like felt like you could be a little bit more consistent and and um and you could you could play the game a bit more um whereas this year it's kind of like maybe more going with your gut oh i think that player might be good like just go with it you know and like you roll the dice and, and you hope it works. I don't know. It was an interesting sentiment that he kind of brought forward. And so, okay. It's hard, Jake. It's hard. It's just hard. Yeah. I mean, um, Jesse Lingard's like the best player to have right now. You know, that doesn't make any sense. You mean in the in league? In the league. In yeah. the league. You want Jesse Lingard on your team against Arsenal. He's going to bang yeah. a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. It's just, it's <laughs> Arsenal. Um, uh, Virgin wrote another question saying last week I sold Bruno and didn't have Kane this game week I captain Sterling and VC'd son I've been too upset to watch football for two weeks in a row and I spend most of my time in bed lying on my side in the fetal position is FPL a healthy game uh great question we talk a lot about like the mental health of, of FPL I, I I stand by this I think a lot of us play FPL um, for community which is a good thing. I think a lot of us play FPL because we like soccer, right? We like watching football and, and enjoy the matches. Um, I think a lot of us, myself and completely included, so I'm not judging Virgin or anyone else. I think a lot of us um, uh, oh, oh, maybe maybe get too into it. Like we can't, we have a hard time like enjoying the match if our team isn't doing well. And we hate seeing other people do well. And... Um, and it, it becomes stressful. Um, in fact, for those that are like close to the pod that like are part of our, you know, social media and our discord and stuff, um, I have not been on at all basically for like two weeks. Um, and my job has really picked up lately, like pretty crazy amount of hours as of late. Um, and so I just, I, it's something has to go. And for me, I've finally hit the point like where I feel comfortable saying, yeah, that can, that can be on the back burner for now. And I know that's hard because like we have a podcast and we have a lot of people that we're, we're kind of close with through that, but no, I think it, it, it can get unhealthy and you have to be able to figure out how to manage it um, and, and find ways to maybe, I don't know, take a step back from it. I, what do you think, Jake? Yeah, I, I think the game itself probably, probably isn't healthy um i feel like the the more i get away from doing like fantasy sports the happier i am but i think like you said the community uh watching games with friends like that's what's really fun and so like you know joking around about it like i don't think i don't think it's something you want to take too seriously i think that's gonna that's that can cause problems 
Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because like if you want to do well in the game, you have to take it seriously. Like you have to watch all the matches. You have to read all the articles. You have to read all the Twitter comments. You have to get early up early in the morning, which is something I've almost completely stopped. By the way, I'm very proud of that. Um, yeah. If you want to be good, like that's what you have. The reality of it is that's what you have to do. Or you get really lucky. But like the people that year in and year out are very consistently uh, good at the game, you know, top 10K. Uh, occasionally, maybe just in the top 100 kicks, they didn't quite, you know, they didn't have as good of a season. Unlucky. But um, yeah, if you're not doing all the stuff, like y- you won't be good. That's just the reality of it. And you have to be really engaged through the whole year. That's the other thing I think that's really challenging. So for example, the last couple of weeks for me um, have maybe the last four or five game weeks, I don't know exactly, but like have been pretty poor for me at the part of the season where you, if you really want to make ground on more casual players, you have to be dialed in. And um, you know, life's just been busy. I've had a lot going on and like, that's not an excuse. I've just decided that like, you can't do both, right? Like I can't spend all day looking at stuff and watching the matches. I just can't. Um, And so sometimes I put that stuff on the side and I just enjoy some highlights and enjoy some stats and some articles talk with some people about it online and then you and I do this and that's it a couple hours a week on it um so I don't know it's a tough question but I don't know if healthy is the right way to like you know maybe to judge it like maybe it's more like the question should be more like you know does it lead to unhealthy behaviors which I think it can if uh if you don't manage it right yeah yeah um I guess the question is yeah we can move on moving on no do you want to keep talking about it I was just saying, like, if you if it if it makes a difference to you to be successful in it, then it's worth it. If it doesn't, you know, like if you're like, does it really matter if I'm top 10k every year? Probably not. Then then the answer is like maybe maybe don't put as much time into it. Yeah, but I think that's a tough that's a tough road to go down too because all of us would like to be top 10k. Like, I wouldn't you love to be? The way top I 10K? think of it is, can you name the people who have won? You know, there's only one winner. Can you name those people the last like three, five years? I mean, I'm sure. Oh, I can name the top. I can name the top 10K for the last 10 years, Jake. Here we go. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to grace you with that. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Let's go quickly through our teams. Let's not spend a lot of time on our teams. Okay. All right. Our teams aren't good. So do you want to share first or should I share first? Either way. Okay, I'll share first quickly. Uh, my chan- transfer was to get McCarthy out and Sanchez in. I actually, last game week, for the record, I started uh, McCarthy, which was hilarious uh, because uh, I have Forrester as my backup goalkeeper, so he got a clean in the first match. And I said, the moment he cleaned, I said, I'm pretty sure McCarthy's probably starting next match. And all my friends were like, no, don't worry, buddy. It'll work out. And then, of course, McCarthy started the next math- match against City, so that was great. So I was like, you're done. I'm getting in a, a goalkeeper that plays um, in the blank. Uh, and I went with um, with Sanchez. I know that they have a pretty tough run of fixtures after Newcastle in 29, but um, you know, I wanted someone that was going to play. And I'm thinking I'm probably going to be wild carding in 30. I got to do some assessment, and I'm hoping that they list some fix that that like uh, that Villa Everton fixture, which I guess can't be in 30 now, or won't, is unlikely to be in 30. Um, so I'm waiting on that. But I did have Cancelo and Stones, which uh, is great. And during that match, while we watched, I said, uh, I said, you know, Cancelo is just a very frustrating player to own. You know, his stats have been incredible um, all year. Every time you watch him, you think, wow, he should have scored there. Wow, so-and-so should have scored there. Wow, so-and-so should have gotten on the end of that cross. So I was just really happy to get a return from him. And then, of course, uh, Stones, who's really kind of just an absurd character with four goals this year like I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm just a little confused with what's going on with him he's something else um, and then I had Rudiger which was awesome um, to have him and get a clean again and, and I'm really thinking going forward that I want more Chelsea defenders uh, they have um, a kind of a mixed bag of, of fixtures but defensively they've been pretty insane um, since the Tooch came in um, and then through my midfield, a uh, disgusting display. Sun, Gunduan, Salah, and Fernandez up top. And even more disgusting display, Antonio, Kane, and Bamford. Um, so Rafinha comes in for Gunduan. And the game, for some reason, it's it's like three hours since the game week ended. They still haven't um, updated like points or anything. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I have 
53 or 52 points i'll probably be right around like 1.5 million game week rank and an overall of like 200k so jake your turn okay um yeah kind of similar i mean the we talked about the villa clean really hurt because i had stones i don't have cancelo but i have the poor man cancelo uh travis shaw aka luke shaw um <clears throat> and then rudinger and then martinez in goal kansa kufal just two pointers like you said yeah the everybody's attackers probably did pretty poorly <clears throat> um luckily i had captain sterling who didn't even make the bench and i had vice ca- i almost vice captain goondoggy and i th- who, think who told you actually- not to yeah, I was going to say, it was yeah. either you or the other buddy. It was like, don't captain two guys from the same team. And I was like, all right, I'll do DCL. Uh, who probably should have had more than a goal, but I'm going to take this because I haven't had a captain return in a long time, I feel. You're welcome. Thank you. And yeah, I have 54 points. So Yeah, that's a good game week. That's fine. You got out yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, all right, so we will do a quick update on... The leagues, even though they're, pro- I don't know if they're updated or not. I, uh, it, I not can't updated. tell. They're not. The fu- this fucking game, like how they have to yeah, eat dinner, know. man. They got dinner. <laughs> no, it's 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 uh like what time is it over there? Ten, eleven, twelve. Um, like one or two in the morning over there. Like they're not eating they dinner. Reset, Jake. reset the computers. I don't know. It's not Spain, you know. Time change. I don't know. I'm just trying to help them out. Just don't fucking don't help them. It's so annoying. <laughs> Um. Anyways, let's just quick. I guess let's just do it. Whatever, wherever how it's at I, right now. How am I ranked plus four hundred in league dive? How many people is there? Like, do we have a country yeah. playing? In I league think there's dive? like seven, seven hundred maybe in the league. This Jeez, year. it's a pretty big league. It's a big. It's we're a big, big deal, Jake. We're a big deal. We are a big deal. Yeah. All right. Um, league dive top ten. Um, in tenth, smiley son of a click. In ninth, uh, reens eleven. In eighth, uh, words I can't read in another language. In seventh. Spruku, Spruku, can't do it. In sixth, uh, Blindside. In fifth, Nods County. In fourth, Highwaymen. In third, Bielsa Dub. In second, uh, Eid. And in first, Lucas Levius Quavers. Uh, Sean McColl. Pretty low game week uh, score. Uh, 41 points, uh, but an overall rank of 323 right now. I don't know if he's updated or not. I'm going to guess he's going to drop after a 41. That's pretty weak, but um, but yeah, no, not a lot of big big scores. Highwaymen had sixty, um, but like almost everybody's just kind of like in the fifties and forties mostly. So, uh, how about the PSL Super League, the top supporters league in the world, Jake? I'm so glad I get to announce this. I don't know if this is like a name change or they just like came up from the bottom or what. Uh, first, first, well, number five, but also gotta say. I don't know how you put emoticons into your team name, but I'm figuring that out for next year. Um, Blue Magic, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, the Mighty Owls. I just like that because we always say just Sheffield. Now we we definitely have to clarify. Um, number four, Sporting Sideburns, Gaz FPL. Number three, Sterling Effort, Luke Boyer. Uh, number two, the Coyote Kid, Matt Frisky. And number one, Havertz Clue, Matthew Hall. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What, where is Thomas Bracken in there? Where is he? Uh, is this a trick he's question? Gotta, no, he's got to be in there somewhere, I thought. He asked he for the in? PSL top five. He was like, is read he it must, off. He must be number five? Is that who changed his name? Maybe. That, that must be what it is. That's what's going on. That's, he's giggling right now. I guarantee yeah, you, he's, he's giggling, giggling right now. He's like, hoo Oh yes, yes. <laughs> crumpets, crumpets. Like a, like a little what. owl. <laughs> Shut up, Jake. Um, all right, that's the first half of the pod. Second half of the pod, Jake, we're gonna talk about um, you know, a little bit about like who maybe you want to select if you're on free hit. Uh, a few people have asked some questions about kind of what do we do after this free hit game week and like what's coming up. So we'll talk about those things. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Shout out to all the Patreons uh, who have been supporting the pod, all those folks that are on Discord. We've got a big group on there. You can join, 
support us, uh, patreon.com, Art of the Dive, um, or on our, our Twitter page. You can go there as well. If you listen to the pod, like we really appreciate it. It helps, um, basically it helps pay for our Ferraris and our gold, uh, our gold plated toilet paper, which is kind of nice. You know, I, I like to just smear everything around rather than wipe it up. Uh, it makes me feel rich, you know, cause rich people smell like shit. Hmm. Get the joke. Nah. All right. Well, that's because I have a duvet. Let's go. Um, all right. So um, one of the other things that you can get, um, you can use a, a diss if you're a Patreon member. You, you know, you can say something mean to one of us or make us do something. In the past, some people have made us, uh, I've had to sing happy birthday once I had to sing it sexually. Was it like Marilyn Monroe or something I had to be? Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah, I've had to say some mean things as well to Jake uh, about myself and to, about some other people, which is fun. Um, Bobby Love, who is my least favorite person that's part of our group, uh, he asked that I sing a song um, and it's called uh, World in Motion. It's from this group called New Order. Apparently, it was on one of the old FIFAs, like maybe 1990 or something, he said. I don't remember it because I'm not that old. I mean, I'm close uh, but I wouldn't have been playing FIFA yet at that time. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't really want to sing it. That's the problem. You ever have that feeling, Jake? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to sing it anyways. Um, should I Should I start the music? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. All right. Here we go. I'm going to do it. Come on. Come on. It's loading. It's taking a long time. Do you like this, Jake? Uh, yeah, yeah. I could play. I could see myself playing FIFA to this. It's a very FIFA song. I'm not gonna sing the whole thing. I want you to know that. I don't really know how it goes, though. I wish I had a karaoke yeah. machine. Express yourself. Create the space. You know you can win. Don't give up the chase. Beat the man. Take him on. You never give up. It's one on one. Crumpets, 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 crumpets. Bobby Love sucks. How was that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I only sang the first part, if you didn't know. I had a feeling. Also, there were some words that I added. Yeah, that was part of it. That's part of the song. Oh, okay, it is. I, wasn't sure. I really hope that, that people enjoyed that. If you don't know the song, um, apparently, I don't know this. All right, I don't know the backstory. You can fill me in, but I think it's some sort of English something, English manager or English player, or something that was involved in the singing of that song. And they have like an official music video, but I don't think it's like all English national team players that are part of it. I don't think that they got the highlights right because it was just them, I think, playing the Italians and the Italians just clattering them. Like it's just like tackle, like it's like Italians just blowing the English players up. I don't really get what I didn't really get what it was. They just like, keep trying to take them one on one, and it just keeps going. Yeah, and they're just getting stuck like left and right because the like those those early nineties Italian national teams were like very. I think they were very like known to be quite strong defensively, um, right? Didn't they? Because the Italians popularized like kind of three backs and sweeper stopper systems and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just hilarious the whole time. I was like, like the English like like this would make sense that the English like this. You know, like they'd be watching like, oh, yeah, that's great skill. Great skill. Right. And just getting <laughs> stuck by like it, Italian guys. They're like a bobbity boobity. You can't go around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The English don't know how to play footy, do they? No. Um, all right. Let's get into uh, that was three minutes. We won't get back. Um, let, let's get into um, the next game week here. Twenty nine. So obviously a bunch of blanks coming up. Um, and we have a number of people who have kind of asked the same question. Sean, number one, in hindsight, both basically we're both like, if you're on a free hit, like, you know, who are you bringing in? Who are your who are your top players? Like, what does your team look like? So I thought we could, um, you know, we could just kind of go through some of the different players and like what we think might be the best pick in, in each position. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we can try to do that. All right. Let's just start defensively. Um, uh, let's start from the back and work forward. Let's just go with goalkeeper. Um, I think that the best pick 
from in the goalkeeper position is to me pretty simple. It's Sanchez, uh, Brighton's goalkeeper. Um, Brighton have been pretty good defensively over the last uh, couple game weeks. Um, not necessarily the best, but pretty good. Um, and it's certainly the best matchup, right? Like against Newcastle, uh, and and they're um, they're at home in that matchup. Uh, is there anybody else that you would consider, Jake? Um, if you're free hitting. Or, I mean, depending on what you're... T- I mean, Martinez, obviously, is not a bad pick in any game. Um, right. But I actually... I'm debating... Because I have uh, Meslier, too. And it sucks because they just got kind of a random clean. So that worries me. Um, but Fulham have only scored eight goals at home. Um, that sucks. That's terrible. I do think Fulham's looking better. But, I mean, if Meslier can make some saves, he could actually come out with more points um, if he gets, like, you know, bonus so I'm I'm debating starting him over uh, Spurs or, or over Martinez and even captaining Meslier. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you some. I mean, I know it's obviously there's there you know the matchups that the teams have um, do matter, but just for some some perspective. So over the last six game weeks, uh, Brighton are second best in the league for expected goals conceded at 4.43. Um, and if you go to, where's Aston Villa? Aston Villa are in the bottom third with 8.25. Um, what's very interesting is that uh, Aston Villa have conceded a total of only four goals. So they have a delta of minus four, um, whereas Brighton have conceded seven uh, in that time frame, which is just kind of interesting. Um I know there's more to it probably than that, uh, but uh, you know I would say that it, via the eye test, they actually both to me look relatively similar. You know, you know, you have a, kind of an incredible goalkeeper in uh, in Martinez that's going to lead to a, a lower delta. He's going to save maybe more things than uh, a goalkeeper ought to. Um, but I do think Brighton have maybe been unlucky in not keeping clean. So, um, any comments on that, or, or do you kind of those are probably the top two, huh? Yeah, I yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and you were looking at Meslier, right? As well, that was yeah. The other that's player. what I was gonna say, but I'll 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 say he's no, no. Third. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd say that you know they're they're kind of right on. They're expected, right? Like seven uh, conceded expected and eight actual. Um, so kind of in that that same range as Villa. Sorry, I. You started with yeah. one, and then I wasn't obviously sure if had, so. if Fulham's going to score against anyone at home, it's probably Leeds. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like Fulham at home have not been good offensively, so like don't forget about the fact that they may get some shots, and Meslier yeah. may get like a couple save points and get some bonus. So I, yeah. I'm, you know, if you're considering going with like Dallas and Meslier, I think it's not a bad idea. Okay. Well, I think that brings us into the midfield then. Or excuse me, the the back line. Defenders, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, this game week, hmm, I would probably still be going with like a three-man back line on the free hit. I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, I think four is fine. I mean, you don't. You never know, but I do think that on these weird game weeks, it, there tend to be less goals. So I, I don't think yeah. it's wrong to go with four. It just kind of depends you think on maybe, who you have. Could it be a situation where it's less goals because there's less games played? Well, no, no, no. I, I just mean, <laughs> what was the week? I forget what the week was, but that was when I used my free hit, and it was just a, it was just like a bad game. Like it's just all like yeah. one zero games, you know. It's like, well, that was a waste. It's always random people scoring. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, but I, do you, is there something do you think to be said? One thing, like just as we build this team, one thing that I've always kind of thought on the free hit is to like. There's two ways you can play it, right? You can either play the free hit where you think to yourself, okay, um, I want to cover what everyone else has and then have like a couple extra guys that like hopefully give me a slight advantage or to kind of swing for the fences. I think this game week, because there's such a slow amount, low amount of games with just the, the four matches taking place, I think the swing for the, the fences approach is very appropriate. So, like, yeah. by that, I mean, it would be 
not weird or not unusual to like have double or triple Brighton or like double or triple leads or something like that, where you kind of just go really heavy all in on a team and hope uh, defensively, right? And you like hope they clean and like, you know, no one else is going to have three leads defenders or like three Brighton defenders or whatever. Is that like stupid or? No, I think like literally if I was building my own team, I'd probably go two leads defenders, two Brighton defenders, counting a keeper. Um, and I think that it wouldn't be wrong to go with, like, you know, Mape or Trossard from Brighton. Like, Newcastle have been pretty bad. I mean, I know Villa only put in one against them, but, like, they had some good chances. I I don't think it's wrong. It's, like, where – who else do you think's like, a good – you know, like, I've seen some people shout Aubameyang because they have the extra points, but it's, like, he didn't play – I, you know, who knows what happens during Europa. Like, he could play the full 90. West Ham are good defensively. Like, I'm not super set on any Arsenal attackers this week. I just, I'm not. West Ham are good. I mean, they only gave up an own goal against Man United. Um, in fact, I'd be, I'd, I would rather have Antonio than any other Arsenal attacker. Yeah, and then on the other side of that, you also have the situation where, like, Arsenal have been pretty good defensively. Yeah, right? like I can see that game. That game's going to be low scoring, just like the Spurs game kind of was. It's not going to be more than like a 2-1, right? A best case scenario. Yeah, and it took a pretty crazy goal from Lamella and then a deflected goal from like Odegaard. Right. Like are you going right. to are you really going to bring right. in Odegaard? I don't know. I just don't, I I don't see it. And it's like you know, I don't I think you got to have Harry Kane. I think he's like the one guy that you got to have because if anyone's going to like explode for a bunch of goals, it's probably going to be him. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Sun being injured makes kind of makes me feel like Bale. I'm glad I have Bale this week. It's like right. one of the few players I have, but that leaves a lot of funds elsewhere. And it's like, you could you go like Antonio Mape? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, we didn't even talk about uh, Rafinha. Rafinha for leads like it's probably not a bad pick either yeah so getting back to it then so d- defensively I lean towards going like you know a double leads and a double Brighton probably um, I think Dallas really for people on free hit Jake money's not going to be an issue there's too many no. of the players are cheap yeah. right so like yeah. and it's not like you can't have Salah you can't have Fernandez you can't have any of these heavy hitters so you know you're going to probably go with like I think Dallas is probably the way to go um, Veltman's an interesting one. People have been talking about him a lot. Um, you know, like he's been pretty strong just in terms of like expected stuff and like getting himself forward. And he's at 4.3. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, so he's like an interesting, maybe, you know, pick to go with. Um, he's currently one, two, three, four. Uh, he's sixth in expected goal over the last six game weeks. And it's very low. Like he hasn't had a lot of chances, but he's been involved. Um, which yeah. is which is good. So like he's an interesting one. Um, fourth actually, an expected goal involvement amongst defenders over the last six game weeks. So um, he's an interesting pick. You know Sanchez and in goal into the midfield. Then I think you hit some of the big ones on the head. Obviously, we got to see what they say about Sun. If Sun's not in, I think Bale's a quality pick just because you have that coverage there. Then uh, Rafinha I like as well. Um, I have him on my side, and I I you know if I were you, I'd I'd want him as well he's really offensive and he's been playing great and especially if Bamford's out they're going to rely on him even more um who are the other midfielders that you like that's kind of a tough question I mean it sounds like Grealish is going to be out again um so that eliminates a lot of the big names right I mean Jesse Lingard the best player in the league I guess yeah um I think Trossard's a good player if if you're going with like a Brighton um guy and then um man i just i don't know for arsenal i guess smith row would be the best but like that's gonna leave a lot of free funds like right. i just don't know if that's really worth it do you think obama yang or no yeah i think obama yang's a fine idea um obviously gotta wait to see what happens with europa but he's probably gonna play both games yeah. um so i think that's fine and then up top, we're looking at Kane for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then probably, I mean, it's probably like, I think you're right, like Antonio and Brighton forward. Yeah. It's not pay. 
It's probably Mopay, right? Yeah. Just in terms I of I think like you either go Trissard or Mopay. I really, I really do think you yeah. pick one of those guys. I just think it's a good pick. I mean, Watkins for Villa is not a terrible pick, but I just, I, I don't know if Villa is going to be able to cre- create as much um, with everything going on. You know, Spurs defense isn't bad. I think you know a guy we didn't talk about too is like he's probably going to be a for sure player. If I was free hitting, would be Cresswell because um, he has a good chance for a clean and he takes a lot of free kicks. So. Yeah, we didn't talk like about him. him as a defender. Yeah. So. yeah, I like him. That's a good pick too. Um, okay, I mean, that's not like a perfect lineup, but I think it gives you some people to like at least consider and think about. Um, but I, I do tend to think like looking at it, you know, go, I, I think go with your Brighton players and like they, they have, their XG has been great. Like their XG differential has been great and you hope that they come through against Newcastle. There's no guarantees, but like you hope they do. Go heavy with Brighton. I really do think that West Ham Arsenal game is going to be relatively low scoring. Um, you know, I even think, you know, the Leeds Fulham game I, it's, is a really tough call. Villa Spurs is a tough call. So I think go heavy with Brighton and hope that they can kind of blow Newcastle up. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's what I think. Um, so, Mr. F- future Hope Hicks, future Mr. Hope Hicks, how many players are sufficient for 29? I think we talked about the top of the pod. I think if you have eight, that's plenty, right? Mm-hmm. And seven's probably okay too, right? I don't know. I'm gonna say seven just to make myself feel better. So when yeah. I take like one hit, Jake's over here like yeah. three's fine. Three's okay. <laughs> it's like that dog with the the mug and everything's burning yeah, around. Right. Yeah, everything. Yeah, just, three's good. Of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lewis Redson's uh, dead ending in 29. Best punts for someone 500k and wild carding in 30. Uh, yeah. So if you're wild carding this uh, in 30, which is something I'm looking at. You can kind of just go with like whoever you want. What's a little tough is most of us only have like, for example, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven players right now, but I have Bamford and Son yellow flagged. And so the question becomes for me, um, you know, do I just kind of cover things up or do I punt into the end of the uh, the end of the, the game week here? Um, I got to see what happens about the, the injuries. If, for example, Bamford and Son are both said they're good, said to be good to go, which I don't trust for that to happen for either. But um, if they are, then I feel like I can be a little bit more punty. Um, for example, I could, you know, I could move solid to somebody and, and just kind of attack the game week. Um, if not, uh, then then we kind of have to, to reevaluate and kind of just cover the game week. Are there players, Jake, that you kind of like just as punt players? You had already said, said like Trossard is kind of a nice a nice player that you might punt on. Is there anybody else? Yeah. I, I think based on like my team structure, I'm going to be dropping Sterling to probably Trossard and then bumping someone up to Kane. Um, that's probably my move. Two, two, you know, one hit. Um, bring in two players. I mean, I hope Bamford and Son play because then I'll have like eight guys, but I don't think they will, and I'll just have to deal with six. I don't. Yeah. I don't really like taking hits to bring in defenders. Um, I don't really like taking hits to bring in anyone, but right. I just don't. I don't see. Cresswell would probably be the only defender I would take a hit for, just because he has a little bit more attacking opportunity because you know arsenal give up a lot of kind of header goals i mean they gave up one to kane even though it was offsides but they tend to foul in bad areas so yeah i think grob is an interesting one grob 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 yeah a little risky because i don't know if he's on pks anymore because he he's been missing like every pk he's taken for the past like year but higher no. xgi than trissard over the last six games because he's on so many free kicks yeah no he's on free kicks yeah so something to think about um okay so that gives you some things um virgin writes in what's the best strategy with man city players how do we balance out the threat of rotation with the promise of lots of points wilson says is gunduan still the best city pick or should i go kdb on my wild card i have 0.4 value on gunduan which makes me nervous to sell him in case i need him back and then she just kind of goes on to say, like, how much should we think about player value and considering selling? Isn't the whole point of jumping on a player before price changes to get that value? Why do I always feel I have to hold on to him? It's so hard to sell when he's so much more to buy back. Okay, so um, two kind of questions there. The first one is, like, how do we manage city players? And then, like, the second is, what's the deal with Gunduan? Do we stay with him? Um, so 
the city thing is really challenging this year because they are it's done right i mean it's done the seat the league is over right yeah it's over yeah there's nothing to really be said so um the problem of course just becomes like how do you manage city how much money do you put into those players um for me the way you manage it is you everyone's going to get rotated and so you hold the players that are a little bit cheaper so for me that's two defenders and gundawan um because they're going to play enough to get you points but they're not going to leave you um with an 11 million player on the bench that's how i've decided to hold it or move on with it right now um i don't know like unless we see that like all right kevin's playing every single game week again but i think with the league essentially wrapped up um, and a couple more trophies potentially on the line that Pep is going to be, for the first time in his career with Kevin, very, very, very careful uh, because Pep has been known to overplay Kevin. Basically, the last three years, De Bruyne has, has experienced um, some sort of pretty serious injury that has left him out for a long period of time. And I think a lot of that is partially due to his fragile little body, but also because... Um, because he's just overplayed and overused. And so now with Gunduan comfortably playing in more advanced roles and advanced positions, I think Pep can trust um, to use him instead uh, to, to fill some of that role. Is that logical? Uh, yeah, I completely agree, which makes me nervous that KDB will just like score <laughs> a bunch of goals. Yeah. But it just it doesn't make sense for him to play a lot. And, you know, we kind of saw it this last week with Fulham. And I know Fulham's like the probably one of the worst teams they have left on the schedule they might have west brown left but um you know he played guys who don't get a ton of time because they're coming back from injury like aguero you know he played torres um you know he didn't even play mares and so you got to remember like mares and sterling haven't played a lot recently like they might play uh you know it's it's kind of a cluster so i think you, you nailed it when you said go cheap and have a couple defenders so that when they rotate in, you get the clean sheets still. Um, but even remember, like last year, we said Liverpool, do we keep those defenders because they're so good and kind of fell apart keeping them. I don't know if Man City is going to be like that. I doubt it. But yeah. Yeah, that answers that. Yeah. I mean, this the next part of um, Wilson's question was just you know, do you hold like the idea of value kind of like do you hold on to it or do you let it go? Um, you, I, I get what she's saying. I think at this point in the season, though, it's just don't worry about so much about the value. Um, it's more just about like which player do you think is going to get you more points? If I was going to guess, I would guess KDB will get more points than Gundo by the end of the season. Um, the question becomes, is it worth that extra five million or whatever, six million? I don't think so. I don't think that he's going to get um, you know, 50 more points between now and the end of the year, or even 40 more points. Um, so I, I think that I, I need those, that money elsewhere. It is okay. a little bit weird how the big hitters have been kind of striking out lately, like Sala, obviously, Fernandez. Um, I think no goals or no returns in three out of four last game weeks, and they still have, you know, a big competition with Europa. Yeah. So it, it's, it is a little tricky. I mean, I don't think you're wrong to go to KDB, but I am going to keep um, – I'm going to get rid of Sterling, and, and I'm probably not going to go to KDB. I'm probably going to go lower to free funds elsewhere. But if you have yeah. the money um, and you can keep Kane on your team, you know, I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Virgin wrote in again. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but Dean Smith said in his press conference that he lives in the real world – while Jake is a crumpet, a C-word, because he plays FPL and lives in the fantasy world. What is Jake's instant reaction? Well, I'm I'm not in the correct fantasy world because my fantasy team's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you can't even do it right in your fake world. I can't even do my fantasy world right. <laughs> Crumpets. Um, Chris writes in, maybe look into the fixture swing after 31. Clubs like Arsenal and Liverpool jump uh, to the top of the heap. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. So, in 31, we do have a, a number of fixtures that kind of, like, get a lot better. Uh, and I completely agree. Like, Liverpool have a great run till the end of the year. So do Arsenal. Are there any other teams that you're kind of targeting down the line that you like? Um, strangely enough, and this is a little bit tricky 
because these teams haven't been super great, but Wolves and Brighton have pretty good runs. I mean, Brighton, yeah. it's more after 32 after Chelsea. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'll be targeting them exactly. And I think, I think a hundred percent you nailed this and this is hard too, because it's game week 30, which I think you could, I think you could wildcard in 30 and kind of make like a mixed team. Um, I know the fixtures change a little bit more at 31, but triple Chelsea D is like, I, I think I'm going to have to do it. I mean, their fixtures like West Brom, Crystal Palace, uh, Fulham, Brighton, just not, not that good offensively. All those teams. No. So, yeah, I just okay. want, I think I want triple Chelsea defense. Yeah. Um, Hope Hicks writes in FPL related. Are we living in a simulation? If we were, wouldn't uh, we be able to know because of how com- or we wouldn't be able to know because of how complex the simulation could be? And considering how realistic games are now, in a couple millennia, they could be lifelike. Moreover, if you don't think so, that would imply that our technological adventures have stopped. And isn't that more terrifying? Also, what would you do with Grealish? <laughs> Are you, you still have Grealish? That's the bigger question yeah. here. Yeah, that's that just doesn't make any sense. Is that like a trick? Yeah, I don't know. We're in a simulation, Jake. I don't know anymore. I don't know either. I would have gotten Gre- rid of him by now. Yeah, he's supposed to be back in the next couple game weeks, but we just don't really yeah. know what's going on there. Yeah. So just like we don't know what's going on with the simulation. Um, Harbor Boy writes in, is it time, time to keep Salah or let go? Seems like every time the experts say to ditch someone, they score. I will say this. I was thinking about, I've held Salah through all of this. Um, and now it's how many, let me see here just to double check. So he has, uh, yeah, he has in the last, in the last 10 game weeks, he does, he has four goals, uh, but he also has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven blanks, uh, which makes it very hard to captain him. And Liverpool just don't look like scoring. Now that said, I prefaced it. Uh, we did just mention that they do have a bit of a, a fixture swing here with a lot of good teams. Kind of Arsenal, eh, you know, they'll defend uh, game, blank Arsenal, Villa, but then Leeds, Newcastle, Man United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace. Um, and they are going to be pushing and Salah is in the hunt for the boot. Um, and if anything, it will give them something to kind of motivate them and keep him in. And so I, I had thought about getting rid of him and I think I'm going to hold him now. Just Yeah, I think. I think I'm going to get him back in, which is sad. Uh, I hope he drops a little bit, but I will probably target him in my team and see if I can get Jota in as well, who got the goal today. I have to look a little bit more into like how they played together and if that's going to keep happening or if Firmino is going to go back to the role. Um, but I like two Liverpool attackers. Yeah, I like Jota too. He's an easy, easy one to find the funds to get him in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, M writes in, please, can you predict the scores and potential scores in each of the four games so we can all have some amusement in what is likely to be a painful game week with all the injuries in our teams? All right, let's predict, huh, Jake? All right, I can do it. Uh, Leeds at Fulham. What do you think the score is? Uh, I really I really think that game's going to be... 1-0. I'll say Leeds gets the goal. 1-0 Leeds. Who scores it? Uh, Rafinha. All right. Rafinha. Easy. All right. I'll do the second one. Uh, Brighton. Newcastle at Brighton. I'm going to say Brighton uh, 3. Newcastle 0. Uh, Mape is going to score 1. And he's going to do the crying celebration. Um, and then Grob is going to get 1. And then Trossard is going to get one, 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 and one. All right, you've got West Ham and Arsenal. Oh, this one's tough. I'm going to go, I'm going to say one, one. I'm going to be a little bit positive for my Arsenal team here. And I'm going to say Antonio gets the goal for West Ham. And <sighs> this is tough because they got, so I don't know if Saka's going to play. Um, I'll say Aubameyang gets the goal wow. for Arsenal. Okay. All right, Villa Spurs, I'm going to call it a a 1-1 performance. Spurs, it's Harry Kane and Villa, it's Konza with the header uh to <laughs> to get get the points there. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious indeed. Uh who are you going to captain this week? I'm, I'm just really going to like go with... 
toward a keeper as of now. I mean, I think I'm going to bring Kane in and I'm going to captain him, but as of now, he's not in my team. So if I had to captain a player right now, it would be uh, Messlier. Yeah, you're just feeling really gangster today, aren't you? Well, I guess Bale. I could go Bale, but like yeah. I, I, every every other attacker I have on my team actually has a yellow flag. So, and I'm not captaining Kanza, even though you said he scores the goal. <laughs> um, is there a best captain this week? Like, if it's any player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, it's tough. Um, I think based on your underlying stats, Kane is the best player, you know, yeah. just because you said Villa have been giving up a lot more chances than what they've truly been letting in. So I think Kane. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, I tend to agree with you, but uh, that's all we've got for the pod, Jake. We should probably be done. It's about an hour now. So. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, DiveFPL.com. You can download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, podcast apps, and CastBox, anywhere else that podcasts can be found. Um, good to do a pod with you tonight, Jake. That was fun. I'm happy we were able to do it. Uh, hope everyone has a survival of a game week. And, and we've got some stuff coming up, right? Like with um, after this blank, there's there's some doubles that are going to be rescheduled, and it's kind of the home stretch now. You know, the last uh, eight nine game weeks, kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully, everybody makes up some ground, which can't happen, but yeah, hope. we can all hope. We can all hope. All right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco, and I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. <laughs> <laughs>